Hey, chiropractors, we're ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey, docs, welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. Uh, This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I've got a solo episode around communication. It's going to be a big topic in the upcoming book that I'm writing, which I'm really excited about. I don't have a title yet for you. I don't have a release date. I do know we have a publisher and and I'm about 35,000 words deep into this book, aiming for about the 50 to 55,000, give or take, but just not uh, focusing on a word count per se. Obviously, want to get as much good information out to you as possible within a reasonable about a amount of pages. And it's also going to be a combination. It's going to be a book and a workbook, which I'm really excited about. So you'll actually have a workbook to to go through to apply these concepts and principles to your practice or your you know associateship. It's going to be great for anybody that's a experienced 25-year doctor or a student and really going to make it actionable. So I'm excited about that. So communication is a big part of that book. And I dive into that uh, quite a bit in the different aspects of it. And so I wanted to touch on it today. Before we do that, uh, we are about a month out as this episode is being released. We're about a month out from the Palm Beach Retreat, the CSA Palm Beach Retreat. We had a great one in Portland over the summer, and we had a lot of good feedback from that. We've already got over 20 uh, people signed up for it, and we're capping it at 40 the early bird has uh, gone and passed, but you can still get in on there. If you're a CSA member, there's a discount. If you're a student, there's a discount. Uh, if you're neither of those, there's no discount. But you could check it out at bit.ly slash CSA retreat, and you can register there. Uh, we are capping it uh, without a doubt. And then we've got Dr. Jeffrey Langmade, we've got John Morrison, we got myself, and we got Dr. Bobby Maybe all presenting and uh, giving you really good information. But at the same time, we're also going to have small groups and you'll be able to connect with your colleagues and really bounce a lot of ideas out. That's what happens when I go to a strategic coach every quarter. It's great learning from the coach and it's great learning the concepts. But one of the best things too is being in a room filled of entrepreneurs and bouncing out great ideas and learning things that I wouldn't. And that's what happened in Portland over the summer. We got a lot of feedback that one of the things chiropractors like the most that went there, aside from obviously learning from the presentations, was the small groups and connecting with the other colleagues and learning information that's applicable to their practice. So check that out. Again, that's bit.ly slash CSA retreat, and we hope to see you there. All right, so let's dive into communication. I've talked about it. I've written about it. What I talk, What I consider is the thriving chiropractor. And it really is that three-legged stool that sits on a foundation of communication. And the three legs of that stool are clinical excellence, business acumen, and effective marketing. And obviously, the foundation being uh, communication, because I think all three of those take really good communication to to uh, do well in that, right? And so let's break that down first, because a lot of people are like, what does communication have to do with clinical excellence? Well, I believe strongly as, as a chiropractor, um, you're going to improve your clinical results if your communication with your patient and even your other providers, maybe mid-levels, you know, if you got a chiropractic assistant or you got an exercise rehab person, that communication needs to be good. But let's just focus on the patient, right? I think one of the biggest mistakes chiropractors make, especially early on, is 
poor communication with that patient. It can be even on one end of the spectrum of over-communication or what we see a lot is under-communication. And so from an under-communication standpoint, we don't sit down with them at the end of the visit. We don't give them a diagnosis. We don't give them, maybe we do give them a diagnosis, but we don't give them what caused that. Uh, We don't give them a really well thought out treatment plan of why you're doing that. We don't uh, communicate some of the expectations you have of that patient as far as at home care. Uh, There's a lot of things that go unsaid. Uh, We, we sometimes focus on ourselves or we just start spitting out all these, you know, words and terminology, but we really didn't give them the information they were seeking that's going to help guide them through this and really, frankly, buy into what you're telling them. Uh, One of the biggest things we see when this happens is under communication uh, or poor communication in general is you may want them to come in twice a week for four weeks to, you know, obviously get better and stay better. And then after a few visits or so, they're either not getting better or they feel like they're resolved and they fell off care. And one of the biggest problems with the poor communication is these patients don't fulfill the treatment plan that you recommend, and that that will really hinder your clinical outcomes. And so you'll be confused as to why they're leaving, and a lot of times it's the communication, and then your clinical outcomes are going to suffer as well. So you got to make sure that you're communicating. Then on the other end of the spectrum, like I mentioned, was over-communication, kind of that verbal vomit we hear a lot, especially a lot of younger uh, chiropractors, and I think chiropractors in general fall into this category where we just start speaking in science and chiropractic terms and all these big words, and we don't bring it down to, to that like fifth grade level that they can actually understand and, and frankly buy into. And so they just are so overwhelmed and you just talk too much about whatever, and it doesn't resonate with them either. So again, there's not going to be any buy-in. And so you really got to get clear and concise with your uh, with your communication. And that's why I feel like a really, uh, having communication, what we would call like table talk is obviously important, uh, but we also need to have a very well thought out uh, report of findings that's not this dog and pony show that's trying to convince them of anything. It's just sitting down and really making them understand that you heard them, you understand what they're going through, and that you have a really well thought out uh, plan for them. So you really need to make sure, you know, my, I think I spend three to five minutes at, at the end of the first visit and go over everything from them. And I kind of, you know, start out with, making it about them and what the condition is, what the diagnosis is, what's the indirect cause of it, what, you know, reiterate what their concerns are, you know, like their concern is maybe they can't run and then outline what their goals are. Maybe their goal is they're trying to run this marathon across that finish line. So we, we go through that and we understand that like, yeah, I'm not trying to just get rid of your knee pain, which would be easier than getting rid of your knee pain and running 20 something miles, right? So I make sure that they understand like, yeah, this is the goal, not just to get you feeling better, but also, uh, you know, for this particular example is getting them to be able to run and and cross the finish line. So I do that. Then from there, I lay out the treatment plan, what we're going to do as far as the care we're going to give them, what they can expect, right? So a lot of times the mistake we make is we go right out of the gates and we talk about how great 
you know, active release technique is. I'm, I'm certified in that, so it's something we do. Uh, or grassing technique, or the adjustment, or the rehab, or the MDT, like whatever. We just go right out of the gates talking about how great that is, and that's what we're going to do. Whereas you really want to start out and obviously re- reiterate what they've got going on, give them a diagnosis, give them the cause, what the goals are, everything I just mentioned. Then we can roll into what we're going to do is kind of that guide to help get them there and introduce them to certain things like, yeah, we're going to need to see you a couple times a week for three or four weeks. That's what I've seen based on your condition, your goals, and just the experience of this type of injury or pain you're having. And then when you come in, our visits aren't going to be as long on follow-up visits as the first one because there won't be an exam, but we will be doing continual re-exams and keep an open line of communication with you on how you're progressing. And we're going to do these treatments, blah, blah, blah. And you kind of just set this plan for them. And so now they've left that three to five minute conversation and feel like, okay, well, I've got my diagnosis. I know what caused it. They get what my goals are. I know what my treatment plan is. I know what's going to happen when I get here. I've got a really well thought out, actionable plan. And I think that's the the way you need to do it as far as a good concise report of findings. Okay. So that's where I feel like the communication really can improve your clinical outcomes. Okay. And so to, to achieve clinical excellence, communication is a huge one. All right. So let's now move on to business acumen. That's that second leg of that stool. And I feel like a, a big <clears throat> missing component in the business side of things for chiropractors is the communication with their team members. Like they do not communicate well. They don't have a strategy in place for communicating with the the team members. They don't have meetings regularly, like a weekly short meeting. Uh, we do a weekly short meeting. We do consistent meetings. We actually do a pre-shift meeting now. So we go through a schedule. Like let's say we have a split shift, you know, morning and afternoon. Before the morning shift, we sit down for five minutes, go through each patient. This is what we need to expect. This is the treatment room they need to be in. They're going to get exercise this visit or not. So we kind of do a a little uh, pre-shift meeting to go through the patient, make sure the communication's there with the team. That's really helped out. Uh, so we do that. We do the weekly meeting to go over more of the clinical things, not patient-related stuff. And then we do a big quarterly meeting that's everything from goals and marketing plan to, you know, KPIs, right? Key performance indicators and and just get through, get uh, work through any problems we're having, any issues in the office, like maybe something's broken or a system is not working well. Uh, we go through that and we spend about four hours on that one. So I think uh, having really good communication with your team members is huge, but then also having a lot of good communication with some of your contractors, right? Like maybe your accountant and your financial advisor uh, your billing person, if you outsource them, all these different people that are kind of the, they're kind of the scaffolding of your practice, right? You've got your building, your, you know, you, you see the construction site of a building and you'll see this scaffolding, which is there to help build up this uh, building. And then it's, it's uh, removed. It's not part of the structure, but it's, it's outside the structure. And that's what a lot of your contractors are. So you've got this scaffolding that's helping you grow. You need to make sure that the communication with them is good too. And that will really help you uh, grow. You know, for me, what's been so helpful for businesses is, is the communication of that. I learned a lot of that from the strategic coach. Strategic coach is part of my scaffolding, right? Like I will always have a coach. I've got a couple. You know, I think everybody should really. And it's something that for me is part of the scaffolding. And there's a lot of communication going on between uh, my meetings at strategic coach and my practice. And then my Court, I have there's like with the way strategic coaches you have a main coach that you go to when you're at your quarterly, and then you have another coach that you're in consistent 
communication with. So that to me is huge. Make sure you have communication for the business side of things. Right? Uh, and then next is effective marketing. Obviously with communication, it's going to be everything from messaging, which we've talked a ton about on this podcast or in the Facebook group. It's a big part of the book that I'm writing as well, but you got to have that clear, clearly defined message. And so your communication has to be good on that. You have to communicate well if you're shooting video, you get better at it. It's going to take time. Uh, public speaking. I had a, a podcast early on. It's like episode five or something with Joel Weldon, who's a Hall of Fame public speaker. And he talks about how it's a learned skill. And so public speaking and community outreach, uh, that type of communication is going to be really helpful to grow your practice. And so you really need good communication, whether it's online or offline in your marketing. And I think that goes without saying, but you, a lot of people are doing marketing, but their communication is really poor. And so it doesn't really work as well. And then they sometimes have to spend a whole lot more money to get the results for the marketing. And so you really want to make sure your communication is good. Okay? And so that really is how you are going to tie in communication to those. And one of the common questions I get from people is, like, okay, I'm poor at this communication. How do I get better? Or the other assumption is, is you're born with it, right? Like, oh, some people are more charismatic and they're better at communication. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely some levels of that, right? But most people that you see that are really good communicators, whether it's public speaking or one-on-one -on -one with their patient, they've worked at that and it's been something they've uh, definitely tried to improve. I've continually tried to do that, whether it's getting nervous about doing a podcast when I first started it, but doing it anyway, whether it's public speaking, like I'm pretty comfortable with it now, whether it's in a small group running injury prevention in my community or in front of 500 people in Parker, Vegas, like I, I've gotten comfortable with it. I still have room for improvement and I am try, working towards getting better consistently. But what's helped me with getting better with that is just a, that framework that Strategic Coach has, which is the four C's. Okay? And that is commitment creates courage. So the example I like to use a lot of times is the podcast where I made the commitment to do a podcast and that created the courage to actually get it done. And when you have that courage, it creates capability. So I now have a capability of podcasting. And then when you do that capability long enough, it's going to create confidence. And I would say I am now confident in podcasting. I don't really ever have a guest that I'm really nervous about having or worried that the technology side of things is going to be all messed up. And so I've got the, uh, the confidence in that. And then when you get the confidence in something, it's going to create more commitment and it just kind of repeats from there. So it's a cycle and you can apply that to all the things I talked about, right? If your report of findings is poor, start applying these four C's and get better at it, make the commitment and then just go from there. If you're not having team meetings at all, so your communication's poor in your practice, start committing to that and you'll understand that you'll develop a capability and it'll get a zone of confidence for you, whatever it is, no matter what it is. Again, I always use the references like when you started in chiropractic school and you started palpating people and adjusting people, you had no confidence in that. And you really didn't even have a capability, but you had made the commitment to go to chiropractic school and spend all that money. And you had the courage to show up day one and stay. And then slowly you had a capability, right? And you graduated and you still were probably at the cap capability level. And then 10 years later, you're probably still <laughs> at the capability level. And then at some point you get the confidence in your uh, palpation, adjusting, treatment, exams, all the things that come with being a, a clinician. So stick with it. And any of these 
issues with communication you may be lacking that we discuss. And of course, there's other aspects that I didn't touch on here. But if there's any of those that you're struggling with, make the commitment to get better at that. Pick one of them, get better at it, and then go to the next. Okay. All right. So that's my take on communication. I think it's huge. It's been huge for me in my personal and professional development. I still have room for improvement and I will continue to strive for that. All right. Have a great week in practice. Hopefully I see you at the the CSA retreat down in South Florida. Thanks for tuning in today. Please be sure to check our redesigned website at www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com. Stay up to date with our blog where content is regularly added by Kevin and guest contributors. You can also access our library of podcast episodes there. Go to www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com and subscribe to the podcast today. This is the podcastfactory.com.